When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladbrokes are kindly supporting this podcast by giving you up to £50 of free bets when you sign up and enter the promo code LAD50. Just click the link in the podcast description to get it now. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Josh, psychic Josh Landy, is here sitting by my side. As ever, I'm, uh, I'm right here for you, Boyd. I'd like to make uh, two apologies about the last podcast. One is uh, I sounded like I was kind of in another room because I wasn't speaking close enough to the mic. I am now. And if I, at any time, don't speak this close to the mic, Josh, you have to stop me okay. and tell me to speak close to the mic. The listeners won't mind. No, because no. I think they'd be more annoyed that I sound like I was in another room than the fact that I'm in the same room as being close to the mic. We'll make sure it doesn't yeah. And the happen. second thing I wanted to apologise for was I think, I listened back, which I very rarely do, <laughs> I hardly ever listen to it, because you don't want to listen to yourself spouting off, do you? But I listened to it back because someone said to me, you didn't really um, address, like, Welbeck's injury, the full kind of horror of the fact that our attacking lineup is essentially now weaker than it was last season. And I was like, you're kind of right, yeah, we didn't, but that's because it, it just happened that kind of afternoon. And I think we're all in a bit of shock about it. And so I feel like he's right, actually. We didn't really... So we should have been even more negative last week than we were. We were kind of quite sensible in a way. I feel we touched upon it. And we touched upon it. And maybe because we discussed it before we went on air, I think. Yeah, maybe. And we were all sort of saying, obviously the club had kept this secret until after the window closed. I think it was just... I mean, what's there to say? Well, all to say is we're in the pathetic situation of having a weaker squad than we did last season. But you see, just, just think, boy, Joel Campbell wouldn't have been able to come on off the bench probably right, if Welbeck okay. was fit, because he might have left the club. So you love Joel Campbell. God, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to Joel Campbell. Anyway, we have got two very good guests as well. I just wanted to make those apologies first. Uh, Will, little Will is here. Little Will AFC on Twitter. Hello. A.K.A. Will Sparks. A.K.A. Arsenal Football Club. Sometime employee. Let's get it clear. <laughs> Is that I mean, three aliases in the space of 10 seconds, yeah. yeah. Will, Little Will and, uh, yeah, show people You do actually show people around the yeah. Emirates Stadium, is that correct? Yeah, it's nice. Got a private it tour next, nice. uh, got a private tour next Who week. Who are you taking next mm-hmm. week? I think I'm taking RBS around. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, fifth fifty of RBS. That's good. Oh, like the bank, not like I was thinking someone just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like it's not, not the whole it's not, RVP. That's not no. a new rapper. Robin. <laughs> that's right. Okay, that was <laughs> not, not the whole bank. No, some okay. of the bank. Some of the bank. Do they have the coming around? Do they have a box at the Emirates RBS? Probably. Probably. It's, it's a long way to walk around all the boxes. I think. I mean. Well, I thought you should know your encyclopedic knowledge of a club. I'll find out for you. Okay, okay I'll find you. out next time. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, Will is here, and I feel because partly, I mean, not completely, but because, partly because he works for the club, he probably can't be that horrible about Arsene Wenger. But uh, also, I mean, I, you'll be honest. No, nah, Will tells it how it is. Will tells it how it is. He does. But traditionally, we've had you on a few times, and traditionally, you're quite, you're definitely like broadly pro Wenger. Is that fair to say? Is that fair? I mean, I I'm just trying to establish the balance situation. I don't know. This podcast seems. To to be 
drawn as just the are you anti-arson, are you pro-arson? Not just this podcast, I, Will, life. Life, life for an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm pro-arsenal is what I am. Oh, I'm pro-arsenal. Pro I go watch yeah. Arsenal and watch Arsenal nice. football matches. Like it. And if the manager in charge is the right man for the job, I'll, I'll say so. Mm-hmm. If he's okay. doing stuff wrong, I might point it out. Good point. Well, well Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but we also have Ari Last, Ari Last, who is, let's face it, one of the most staunch opponents, I think it's fair to say, yeah. of Arsene Wenger of, that we've had on the podcast. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Very and good. I yes. doubt very much whether last night's events have in any way uh, altered that view. In yeah. fact, they've probably rammed it home to a massive extent. Is that fair enough? Uh, I d- they haven't altered it. I don't, I don't think it could be rammed home. <laughs> I have, my view on him is the same view as it was about seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So seven, eight years not, not, not changing. That's a long time, isn't it? Um, That's like Dan Baldwin levels of uh, negativity. Hmm. Um, well, I was with them. We should, so we should mention, um, Josh has done a splendid menu. Obviously, the, the event's going to be dominated by last night's outrageous, uh, tragic <laughs> performance. Um, but uh, I, we did. I went to Stoke as well. Did you go to Stoke, Josh? Or were you organising some lavish hospitality somewhere? It doesn't matter. Anyway, I went with um, Dan Baldwin, who used to be. Regular. I was away, boy. I was, oh, well, right. I was okay. in Israel last week. Oh, I was trying to forgot. There you go. Sorry. Anyway, it was quite. It was good. We were good against Stoke. But I mean, I saw the game. I yeah. thought we were excellent. But I'm going to wrap up that whole section of the podcast by saying we were good. But you'd expect us to be, and we did exactly what we always do. Okay, so the good yeah. performance you're giving yeah. tw- twenty seconds in the intro, basically no in which the manager you made just... the right decisions. He did hit the right players. You're right. He made yeah. a bold decision playing he your favourite player up top no, and scoring a goal. The, the right decision. I'm not how okay. bold it was. Okay. But, <laughs> okay. The obvious decision. Ooh. Oh, steady. Um, no, it, I was pleased by everything. On Saturday, which then made the whole... And also the atmosphere was pretty good. Were you there, Will? Oh, no, you were away as well, weren't you? No, I was in Scotland, yeah. You were in Scotland. Ari just probably boycotting. <laughs> anyway, no, there was a good atmosphere. And um, generally, it was a really good day. But the whole... So it almost underlines, this is my point about last night, is I was feeling very positive, actually, after Saturday's game, even though you expect us to beat Stoke, blah, 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 because he did pick the right team. Um, I thought we looked much better, much more vibrant, pacey. Um, with Theo, but not just Theo, with various other you know issues. Just generally, the setup for me is better. And so, and then last night happened. <laughs> but isn't it a shame that we're so boo hurrah? Not really. Why, why well, the team is boo like... hurrah because it's it's him, it's them. It's like if we if he'd have played more or less the same team. You know, or maybe one then, or two alterations. But what, a two, a two win against Stoke at home, it doesn't need analysing on a podcast, <laughs> does it? I mean, that's like that's, it's to be that. expected. If it gets to the point we we need to start doing that, then something's wrong at the club. But that's not the big issues. I think that need that need real uh, analysis, Josh. No. I think you, you can give you, win at home to I agree there's more important issues to talk about but then just to completely gloss over what was a, a good performance since we did our last, our last podcast is maybe slightly disrespectful you're calling for Walcott to go up front he's gone up front yeah, yeah. And but he should be up front now right, every time no no, I disagree <laughs> let's just move on then to Zagreb no, what, no. what were you unhappy with Boyd last night what, I mean what particular okay. when you saw the team were, yeah. you, were you unhappy maybe, yes. obviously I want to hear Ari yeah, and Will so, First of all, I mean, I, was, I think it was unnecessary at this stage to rotate to the extent he did. I think, you know, I, mean, I know we're playing Chelsea on Saturday, but it's all about momentum. We've, we have, it's like year after year, we've never learned. You know, this kind of game, first of all, for all kinds of reasons. A, we need to do well in this group. We, you know, we need to... We, it's no, by no means certain we're going to qualify. We definitely won't win the group. But do so you think we won't qualify? No, I'm saying it's by no means certain. That's do you think we will? Uh, no, we probably will, because okay. that's the one thing we're good at. One of the things we're good at is qualifying mm. in this stage. But still, it was a very bad start. Yeah. And I think the momentum we had from Saturday's game 
with the right kind of team and the right kind of performance is immediately lost by fiddling around with the team. I think it, 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 we, we just know that our second string of certain players, particularly Arteta, I wouldn't have minded so much Giroud up front. Let me, <laughs> you ask the question. I wouldn't have minded so much Giroud up front. Partly, all right, give Walker a rest or whatever, but actually I think he needs more and more games to get him, to keep him on this run. But, Arteta should be nowhere near our squad, let alone walking onto the pitch as an option in midfield in that kind of game. I mean, he was a disaster area from start to finish. Actually, I mean, even the, thing, the one thing he's good at, which is passing the ball, even that he wasn't doing last night. I think night. it's, I think it it's harsh to really gun Arteta. I, 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 li- I like the guy, I like him. Oh, as I like a the guy as well. I like him decent, as a person. Decent, decent squad met. player. Um, yeah, I agree. He's not. He's not. Shouldn't be a first. But he was player, terrible last but, night. Though. Yeah, that's he was poor last night. I, think, I don't blame. I blame Wenger for still keeping him. You know. Anyway, anyway that's just one. That's that's the, these these are the reasons why. Bond, Bond why I'm not happy with. Okay. Giroud personifying everything wrong with him in one game. I mean, the thing he's supposed to do is hold the ball up. Obviously, he was pathetic at that. Pathetic red card, which is totally his fault. Wenger kind of said he shouldn't have got second booking. Once you are booked, then it's his job then to make sure he doesn't get booked. He's a forward. He doesn't need to fucking tackle, go anywhere near. Anyway, so that infuriated me. And the whole general, everything, every single thing, it underlined all of our issues. Mm. So apart from that, it was great. But can I just ask Uri, maybe, about that team last night? Because you talk about all these changes, and there yep. were six changes, and that is a lot to go from one game to the next. But then if you actually boil it down, you go, Kieran Gibbs now with Luke Shaw being out, is England's left back because Baines is also injured. So I it's don't not have a problem ma- with him. It's <laughs> well, not because Shaw down. broke his leg the night before, picking Gibbs was the right thing to do. No, no, I'm saying, you, I'm saying bringing Kieran Gibbs is effectively England's left back. He's an England squad left back. Debussy is a French international. Giroud, you know, plays up front for France. The only one I really have a problem with is Arteta. And everyone was making out these six changes. Ridiculous. And actually, we've got our toughest game of the season. If you look at the last few years, there's no fixture we've been worse in than Chelsea away. So I expected changes. So when everyone was going mad, all these six changes, I was like, well, if I'd have picked a team, I don't think I'd have done it hugely different. Well, Wenger, one thing I was pleased about last night was... After many years, you think Wenger's lost like the ability to surprise you. You can normally pick his team for him. But actually, the audacity of the man to now start rotating in the first game of the Champions League. I mean, that is, that is just unbelievable. That is kind of turned things on its head. This isn't the FA Cup, the Carling Cup. This isn't even the latter parts of the Champions League. To do it in the first game of the Champions League is just ridiculous, frankly. And I think it highlighted this whole... Firstly, the other thing is, did anyone really give a fuck about the, these group games in the Champions League anymore I mean they are boring first and foremost and secondly yeah we'll probably muddle through in the end and it it kind of throws a big light on the whole fallacy of like let's let's ensure we finish fourth every year for these amazing glory nights in Zagreb that we saw last night it's it's largely pointless um the Petr Cech thing as well you know why, oh, yeah, why drop yeah. Petr Cech? Well, not why bring him it. on the bench all the way to Zagreb yeah, to sit down on the bench? Ridiculous. I'll tell you why, though, just to interrupt briefly. The, question, the answer to that is obvious, and it's the same answer to the why play Arteta and why keep Arteta, to keep people happy. Because Wenger is more concerned now with keeping a happy, you know, let's, let's, give, let's give Ospina a game, just keep him happy, well, we rather than do the thing. No, 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 I'm not saying we lost. It's a, it's a collective. We lost because of all the decisions he made last night and the crapness of the team, the players. But all of these decisions, I like to keep everyone happy. Keep Arteta happy. Okay. No, it's not important to keep him happy. The important thing is to have good, strong midfield players with power and dynamism who can tackle. And Arteta isn't one. Everyone hails Mourinho. He made a similar number of changes last They're night. They're on a terrible losing streak. Yeah, he had to make changes. I think as well. I think as well, he's made I changes get... because he's got Arsenal Saturday. He knew 
he could get away with making them. Well, and they are and they were home, home, to, home to Maccabi Tel Aviv. We I, won and he made changes. They lost and he made changes. Yeah. I think those are two very different things. I think to be positive, because I often get accused of just being purely negative, I think the more negative I am, find myself being about Wenger, I find myself defending our players a lot, right? I actually think um, positives, I think Gabriel played oh, yeah, well yeah. uh, and is a really good player. He looks like a really, really good player. I think Giroud gets such an unfair ride first like it was from the media in the past now it seems like it's from arsenal fans i think he's a really good player who's done really really well for the team he's not an aguero he never will be there aren't that many players that are I, I, again last night was a ridiculous sending off I it mean, was you ridiculous him for but that. do you not think I, this is going to sound ridiculous but aren't we all a bit responsible for Giroud sending off last night because if the bloke felt more confident in himself and didn't get any abuse and didn't have this like weight on his shoulders that he's not quite good enough and everyone thinks he's what good abuse? but not great and what? not You didn't get abuse on the ground. The force were cheering his name. He had it for France the other day that he gets abuse on international level. You can't help but feel that you talk on this podcast for for the last two years. Giroud's not bothered about what the fuck. Was there not a lot of groans at Stoke? No groans. Oh, well, there was groans, but he was—he still, he, you know, not a lot. Of, he doesn't Against get people Liverpool, booing. Like oh, was, come on, players! I'm just saying just he's stress? got a weight on his shoulders that maybe unfairly he shouldn't have. He's, it's not—he he is only as good as he can be. It's not his fault that we haven't signed another world class striker. There's probably a bit of him that would quite like a better version of him at the club <laughs> to like help the club possibly win trophies, and it's not his fault. And I kind of felt the frustration was there because his his two bookings last night were, you know, were ridiculous. The first one is pure frustration. It's it's a stupid booking, and the second one I agree with. I just think he's unlucky it's yeah, not really a booking I don't think we should ever analyse it I think yeah, in another game 90% of the time he's not getting booked for he that. doesn't even get one he doesn't booking. even know the players there he's kind of sweeping to clear and we'd all kind of move on I don't think there's like too much to read into the Giroud thing from last night it was just terrible refereeing not the reason we lost I'm not blaming the ref on that but I'm, I'm less angry about the ref- red card decision to be honest in fact we played we were better after he went off the pitch that's how bad he was when no, he was on the pitch we were good the first time no no minutes. no we weren't we were, well, we were ineffectual we were, we were fine we were sitting back we were doing what we do we were not posing problems at all and he missed he's missed his chance. can we talk about one of the players you Will, let's, Will, let's, what's Will's opinion okay, about Giroud then I'm going to take let's get Will on Giroud about Giroud okay firstly about Giroud and second tiny bit about the game yeah. about Giroud first of all it's not his fault he's picked Okay. No, I agree with that. It's it's not his fault he's picked, and he has shown glimpses of maybe uh, seeing seeing fire or seeing red before. I remember home to QPR yeah. um, last season, he, he saw red and he put his face was it Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, uh, you know he can do that. But the the thing is, I, he's our only striker. We've got to back him. The away fans in the first season of Olivier Giroud's. Uh, in Olivier Giroud's first season, I say, were pivotal to helping him get some confidence. They sung his name every game. And we could see he was maybe not up to it. Uh, his first game against Sunderland, he missed a narrow chance. And he missed the same sort of chance the next game at Anfield. And I think a lot of Arsenal fans sort of made their mind up then. But they know there's a lot of players that play for Arsenal, and especially when you're playing away, that need backing. Giroud's such a confidence player. He... He rebels in people loving him. He loves himself, I think. I, you can see that when he gets a goal and he's on a streak, he loves himself. He loves, yeah, I agree with uh, that. He loves his rapport with the crowd. <laughs> he definitely loves himself. Um, but he's, he's our only striker. Well, Welbeck's out through no fault of his, obviously, and no fault of anyone's, really. I mean, you get injured. That's it, you get injured. Um, it'd be nice if we signed another striker. Of course it was. I personally, and I know this is like not telling the company line or whatever, it's not telling any line. I don't think there are that many players out there that would thoroughly improve in that position. I'm not talking about other positions up front that you can say you can put in and you can guarantee a superior return than Giroud. Um, but well, Theo, what about Theo Walcott? 
No, eleven goals in eleven games. Eleven goals in eleven games. You know, we eleven goals in eleven games. You know, we had a little bit last season, boy, about the United Arsenal. Yeah. To, firstly, I don't know if we ever settled that, but we'll move on. To be fair to you, I think I, I owe you uh, 50p, uh, 50p, 50 pounds. My bet to you offer that is this. Go on. Olivier Giroud to score more goals than Theo Walcott this well, season. Well, that's, that's unfair but because, that's yeah, that's based yeah. on the moronic decision by the manager to play more than Theo Walcott. But I, Theo, I, think not, I, think I can't Walcott. be responsible for that. It, if it's the goals per ratio, let's do it goals per game ratio. Yes, I'll bet you that, definitely. Any Just time. appearing in the game. Well, no, what is, at the end of the season, what is goals per game ratio? Is That's a fair uh, reflection. Right, the Walcott thing's frustrating, though, because whether you think he can play the number nine role or whether you think he can't, right, let's for once and for all, like, actually decide it, right? Give the guy yes. a run yes. of 15 games, yes. back him, yes. and then change. I, I think, I always think there's a lot to learn in business. Uh, football and business can be like very, you know, very, you can uh, relate to it quite a lot and manages decisions. In a company, right, you set a strategy, you pick a strategy, you go with it for a certain period of time, you try and execute against it. If it doesn't work, you change. With Walcott, if you think he can play the role and you want to give him a chance, give him a chance for several months. Don't like leave it forever and ever yeah. and ever. Yeah. And then and then say, you know what? I gave it a chance. This guy has never given a chance. Absolutely. All he's ever done but. right, is have is score goals at a fantastic rate, right? Finish chances like he did last night in that style since he was sixteen when he joined, right? What does the guy need to do to just get a run of 15 games? You cannot take a guy and people in say, and out of the team you, and, and expect people him say to do before Josh comes in. I agree completely, 100 percent with you. Not just because I love him and I'm his, effectively his, his spiritual father, but you're absolutely right. And the other thing is, is that people say this thing about him missing chances. It doesn't fucking matter if he's scoring 11 goals in 11 games. If he's helping us win games, he nearly helped us draw that game last night in, in a diabolical with 10 men in a diabolical performance. I, I, I wish, it does not matter how many chances he misses. I, Every strike in the world misses chances. It's the important thing is they score and he scores regularly and also he works much better with us. What's the one of playing Urzel and Giroud? Urzel was making those through balls as, as the expert pundits said last night on BT Sport. All of them united in, the, in agreement with Ari and me. Theo has to be given a regular run up front in that team Josh the, the only argument I guess what you, against what you're saying I, I see the point of view that you can only learn from a sustained period of time but in business you can face the same kind of influences on your on your business every every week and in, in football you play different sorts of opposition and in that respect I feel there are games where I would when we went to Crystal Palace the other week I was desperate that Giroud was the one up front and, and maybe that's the problem why? I, ju- I just fell for that game against Scotland, Delaney. Game it was going to be deeper. It was going to be tougher defensively. We we're going to have to hold the ball up more. And Olivier Giroud did the role pretty well that day. Yeah, I, I take your point to a degree, but I don't think the variance we can recap so much that you can't give a guy a sustained period of, of, of time in that position. I personally think he can do the role because he's got great pace and he's a great finisher. Um, he just, you know, now it's become almost like a spotlight on him every time he starts. Like yeah. everything he does yeah. is like over-scrutinised every chance he misses. And I think we need to say, well, is it becoming a bit like this Lampard-Gerrard-England midfield sock? Like, can Walcott play up front? Can he not? It's going on for years and years. Either say no, you're not a striker, a striking option for me. It, just playing on the And line. it wouldn't matter so much, sorry, well, before you come in, it wouldn't matter so much if Wenger himself doesn't keep saying it himself that he thinks Theo is a good striker and can play up front, and yet he's only doing it at best 50% of the time, at best. And it's completely unfair, Will. I think I like, I like Ari's uh, business analogy, but also you've simply got to look at football in the highest level in the world, tactically. 
the FA Cup final, Theo took Aston Villa to shreds because Tim Sherwood decided to play four fairly sluggish defenders on his halfway line. If you give Theo that space, Theo Walcott will score goals against you. But how many home games have you sat at the Emirates where you are bored to hell of teams sitting back on their own six-yard line and chucking that. You talk Crystal Palace, you're talking teams under Alex McLeish, Phil Brown, Tony Pulis. Even Liverpool the other week. Liverpool the other week. Liverpool, by the way, the other were a joke. You know, if that's mm. Liverpool these days, they want to come for a draw. This is Liverpool. Their goalkeeper's time-wasting in the Emirates. That Liverpool, they can have that. That's fine. That's, but I'm digressing. If you're telling me Theo Walcott has the creativity and the nous to work out Defenders say like Damien Delaney or Ryan Shawcross, who well, effectively will close yeah, them out. I know, yeah. I know he's called against Saturday, yeah. but I, I don't think Theo is the answer up front. People keep saying time. that, Will, and, I, and you keep saying it. I'm not having a go at you, but everyone. Keep, but it's, it's an absolute. It's just a cliche. It's, I mean, Rio Ferdinand. It's, it's not a Ferd, I know Rio Ferdinand on BT Sport last night. One of one of the great. I know he's a twat, but one of the great defenders of recent years said he'd much rather play against Giroud than Walcott. He'd much rather play against a tall bloke with his back to goal, who you know exactly what he's going to try and do, than someone with pace and unpredictability like Theo Walcott. And I'm sorry. I, with, you know, I te- all. I mean, most Arsenal fans, I think, agree with you probably about the for some. I don't understand why, but it's the actual reality situation is we've watched that that scenario you painted time and time again, where we try and beat our tactics are the same and predictable. That's not down to Theo, but he has the capability, and I've seen it many, many times. Where in the end, he does unlock the defence. Mm-hmm. In the end, actually, in those scenarios, the point is, Wenger has to work out a way of utilising our best. Finisher and best at this moment in time, as you say, we've only it's either Shiro or Jiro or Theo. Some people say we should try Alexis, maybe, but he's got to work out the way of of deploying him and making the tactics work against that kind of situation. It's mm-hmm. down to him. It can be done. Other teams do it all the time with that kind of player up front. And I and I say I take what Rio Ferdinand said that he'd rather play against. Yeah, Theo and and I'd say um, if that's your if that's the view of of you will and Wenger, like this is a striker who can't play against every team. He needs mm-hmm. to like one. Well, then I'd say he's not a striker. And I'd say he's not Arsenal's... You can't... A, a, a really top striker uh, isn't someone... You don't look at like an Aguero or a Benzema or a Gwyn and, and his manager doesn't think, oh, we're playing yeah, Crystal right. Palace this week, so I'm going to put him in. Right now, we seem to have two strikers that no one really backs properly. Like Giroud's good for certain games, Walcott's good for other games. So if the view, and fair enough, if the view is Walcott is only good against certain teams, and I would say he is not Arsenal's answer as a striker. My view is, I'm not sure that's true. So let's give him a proper go against all teams, all opposition, all scenarios and give him a proper chance but if he's a guy who's only going to be good at 50% of the opposition then he's not the answer full stop I agree let's have this bigger this this uh, bigger picture I like this sentence you have written Josh on the, in your notes which says is there a danger of overreacting to last night we had 10 men for an hour had plenty of possession of the ball plenty of time to recover in the group question mark Ari what do you think are we overreacting yeah I think I think everyone is overreacting like my view is here like what are people surprised at watching you know I want to slam apologies if this applies to people around the table but I slap people in the face sometimes who watches that game last night and is surprised who watches that game last night and overreacts to it I mean we've seen it a million times this is this is different this year we I wish we had Le Grove and Pedro he was so enthusiastic in our, was it our first podcast of the season? Yep, I think it was. So. Pete said, we had discussed this, right? And he, he said, and he, he'd, you know, Pete's pretty much almost as negative about Wenger as you are. It has been traditionally. But he said on the podcast that he'd spoke to mem- people inside the club. They'd, everyone had assured him, all these like behind the scenes people, the fit, new fitness setup, that we weren't going to make the same kind of mistake and have the same kind of performance like we did against Monaco last year, this year. It was all going to be different. 
it was exactly the same kind of thing last night as far as I'm concerned that's the shame of it you know, it's like well we're supposed to be different this time but of course it's not look it's the same in the sense we lost our first game in the Champions League we did last year albeit we played Dortmund last year a much uh, superior opposition to a pot four team in Zagreb but there's loads of time to recover we just can't really afford a slip up now in any of our home games as long as we win the three um, home games or you know beat uh, Olympiacos away and take a point at least off Bayern you know it'll be hard pressed to see us not getting out of this group so there's time to recover but it it means the inevitable tough round of 16 game but we knew that was that was coming anyway really being in the group with Bayern Munich can I just raise a, a point about your favourite son your other favourite son Alex Oxley chamberlain I don't think he got enough criticism for his role in their first <laughs> he goal. He didn't get enough criticism, that's harsh. I mean, he was just totally switched off. They had a player, like, that is a, it was a rare thing in football where you can see the pass, like, and you're like, pass it, pass it, and it, only, and it happens a second later, usually it's too late. But he was so out of position, Oxley chamberlain they had ability to play that pass a second later, and the guy was still on side, and of course he came back so late, and he ended up, you know, I'm, the own goal is kind of, he, he can't do anything about it, but it's yeah. because he was so horribly positionally out of play, and that, yeah. that is sometimes a question mark against him. He doesn't give you that defensive stability others do. I wouldn't disagree. He's not my, I, I don't have nearly as much uh, Not obsession. since he didn't have a picture. Not, <laughs> since he didn't have a photo <laughs> with not, you outside no. chat while oh, exactly, premier. Exactly, yeah. Right. I remember, yeah. Um, he was busy. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I totally see the flaw in the Oxford Chamberlain situation, but... Equally, I think sometimes it's just worth... Again, it's like he's never given. You know, he's kind of played... He's brought on as a substitute when we're losing. You know, I, I think... I, I, can we judge him for all those types of performances? Or when he plays from the starting games, you know, and he make, he's a very... He has, he, I think he gives the team at his best a dynamism of power that perhaps some other players lack in the squad. But I'm not one of those people who thinks we should be playing every single game from the start, though. What's your, what's your view of the Ox? Chamberlain's a really talented footballer. He, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how anyone can write him off at this stage in his career. Firstly, like Josh uh, just says, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> As a giant, but uh, I, I think, I think the ox, the ox can easily frustrate people though because you know you see him do give, you do see him give the ball a lot of the time I remember a game away at Sunderland when we lost 2-0 in the FA Cup he showed glimpses of it then he gave the ball away ran all the way back to his own box and ended up scoring an own goal oh, yeah. he does lose possession in some quite silly places and some quite silly incidents uh, instances instances thank you Josh right. this is microphone it's quite intimidating it's not right in my face <laughs> um, but yeah I, I, I really like him I think if we're going down this route of kind of picking up on every player's faults and then that doesn't that lead you to the kind of conclusion that's just the team the team effort wasn't good enough. I mean, I don't know. Ari said we didn't. He didn't know. He, sorry, what did well, you say? He, what, what should people expect? Basically, Ari yeah. was saying, "I'm with Ari again in, in a slightly different way." You play a left back who a left back and a right back who have hardly played. Gabriel's been in England for a, not even a year. Um, Arteta hasn't started a game for nine months. Chamberlain doesn't start all the time. Cazorla mm. uh, is seen as somewhat uh, a weak partner to any defensive midfielder. And you're playing David Ospina, who's that's his first start of the season as well. It's like putting the B team out in a high school game. It, and yeah. everyone not having a good connection with each other. But that's, yeah, it's you're about, right. The defence is about partnerships. Mm. The midfield is about communication, etc. Yeah. And it, 
I don't know. They're unbeaten for 42 games, Zagreb. Mm. I did make the mistake of going on Twitter saying we're 2-0 down to a pub team. But, but it is their first not win team. in the competition since 1999. How many times have they played in the uh, Champions League I mean, since 1999? three campaigns. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm no expert on that Selective league. in the use of facts is fantastic. I know, but I'm equal, either way, I just think, actually, if you'd have played the, the, the team, roughly the team that played on Saturday, we would have won but that then, quite easily. I, they weren't great. They're not a good If we get something at Chelsea, he can't win. He's slightly vindicated because Oh, well, we're now in this classic thing. Thanks. Let's move on. Yeah, you're right. He can't win. Bef- but let's move on to the Chelsea. But can't you, should we just read out what we, what Arsenal actually oh, yeah, said? Before you do that, game. can I just say want to say one thing about the, can remind people about the dream team situation? Oh, right. of course. Someone <laughs> did very amusingly tweet me last night that I have to change. I don't have to change my all Theo based dream team. You <laughs> Although, only play your team is just Theo in midfield, and then people that much. don't play. Yeah. How much, do you know how many points I've got? I'm just looking up now. If only we'd discussed this beforehand. Oh, sorry. I think I'm on like minus. Are you, are you in the Dream Team League? No, well, fa- uh, Fantasy Premier League, I'm afraid. Oh, boo. Yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. We'll move on. Well, well, let me tell you now. There's still time to join the footballistically Arsenal Dream Team. Yes, there bloody is. Dream Team League. Go to www.dreamteamfc.com. Register a team for free. Then join our league by entering the PIN number H394930. Oh, a signed T-shirt, a signed shirt to a player picked out randomly, and lots of prizes throughout the season. And we've signed up with Labbrooks to bring you exclusive betting odds. In fact, I can give you this. This is interesting, actually. Before we talk about the Chelsea, I know you want to talk about those Arsenal quotes, but we're currently two to one to win at Stamford Bridge. And so it seems to me vaguely extraordinary. Mm, yeah, because that's not going to happen, is it? We'll, we'll get on to the so low price. Good value. We'll get on to the that. Um, and so the Labyrinths have a special promotion for listeners this weekend. If you have a bet on the outcome of the game, i.e. home win, draw or away win, and we and Chelsea both score, your losing stakes will be refunded up to £25, and that's for new Labyrinths customers and existing ones. And we've also got a new app. While I'm reading all this stuff out, we've also got a new app, uh, Android app, so, which apparently is even better than the iTunes version of the app. So if you haven't got this yet, follow the link from ArsenalPodcast.net. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to read out the comments from, uh, from Wenger after the game, but first we should congratulate Tim West for being top of our footballistically uh, dream team. I'm trying to see how low you are. I'm, I'm 80th out of 123. What's your team called? Theo's? Theo's dad, I think. Theo's dad. I feel like I've just scrolled past. There you are, 95th out of 123. So, uh, how many points have I got? You've got apparently uh, 118. Oh, that's, I thought I'd be minus. I, I think you just get minus. some for entering. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, Wenger's <laughs> comments, comments after the game about just about changing the team because we're going to move on to Chelsea. Yeah. He said, you know that when you don't win the game, you have to look at yourself and think, I didn't get it right. I personally don't believe the players who came in had a bad game. It just didn't work. We know we have to do that again. We may be a bit unlucky and maybe lack cohesion or some competition in some situations. I have to analyse that it's very difficult to give you a definite answer straight after the game and yet I was listening to Five Live straight after the game they had a few fans yeah. call in and they were all having a go and they were saying that Wenger were making excuses I think he took it upon himself actually yesterday I think he did accept that maybe he got a few of those team selections wrong and I think that's kind of encouraging that's, it wasn't the old yeah, school to, to I didn't fair. see it don't yeah, know what happened. That, I agree with you. That his comments were as close as he would possibly get to an acknowledgement that he fucked it up. No, but I, I think it's classic. But like Wenger, how many times he comes out after a game and he'll be like, we lack cohesion. We weren't in the battle in the first 15 minutes. And he Does just he lists say- the things wrong, which are his fault. Right? And you're thinking to yourself, like, you know, who's, you know who was responsible for all of those things, right? <laughs> like, he just lists, he lists them out and he, and he gets away with it because people give him d- a d- very Does he say right. we lack cohesion a lot? Because there was a discussion about this on Twitter last night. Just a side issue. No, but, but he said it last night oh, as yeah, just right, an example. Yeah, yeah. But he'll so, say, you know, we'll lose, yeah. we'll, we'll 
in the games where we yeah. get absolutely yeah. battered. I mean, he says sometimes. mental strength every single time, but I'd never heard him say cohesion before. There's a discussion about whether he uses the word cohesion. It's yeah. not important. No, he's Will said cohesion. Yeah, no, he definitely said it last night. Oh. I mean, some people claim that he says it all the time. And other people right. are like, no, I don't know if you heard him say cohesion before. We think, I think cohesion is new. Mental cohesion. Um, we definitely, he definitely almost seemed to acknowledge, and it was on the expression on his face as well that I think he felt responsible. I mean, I know that's not enough for RA, but it might be enough for Will. Was it, what do you think of Wenger's reaction? I, you know, Wenger's reaction was pretty much the same as after every game. I, I think Arsene Wenger, <laughs> I, no, I, no, I don't mean that in a bad or a good way. I think yeah. he does pick up on things that he's done wrong. I think he used to have this reputation for coming out and def, um, a sort of kind of faux Mourinho thing where you've got kind of deflecting the attention away from his players. Fourinho. Fourinho. There you go. So, fantastic yeah, play. Um, I think he, he used to have that reputation, you know, all the stuff like I didn't see it and uh, stuff like that. But I mm. do think he picks up on mistakes quite a lot these days. Um, and I think that I'm going to draw a sort of weird analogy here to the general election. During the general election this year, the attention was on UKIP and their mistakes, but no one else actually picks up on the other managers. Brendan Rodgers at the moment, they just lost 3-0 at home to West Ham. Jose Mourinho, they're last year's champions. They've done absolutely nothing that can uh, attain any Until credit. Saturday. Until Saturday. <laughs> they're both don't, under don't enormous pressure for their jobs. I mean, there's a lot Arsene of... Arsene Wenger's always under no, enormous pressure. Yes, he no, is. No, he's always about who, 20 who to talks? 1. Who, only from the back. Yeah. Only, only us. Not, not Everyone knows he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, he gets no, criticism I, from I, the press, I, I tell you I don't, I don't mean in the sense of losing their job. They're all managers of huge football clubs with massive resources and players with big egos. And I think... I don't think the other managers get enough stick, to be quite oh. honest, compared to Wenger. Wenger always seems to bear the brunt of but the isn't also Okay, if you compare it to Mourinho, isn't the difference there? They've just won the league. I mean, I think you can get away... You have a lot in your bank, if you like. You know, and similarly, you know, who's yeah. going to criticise in your general election um, analogy? You know, the Tories, they won. I mean, you know, so if you've just won, yeah. which he has, this is admittedly disastrous start, which is hilarious. I'm loving every minute of it. But, but in the end, he's just won the league. They've won the league play- very out time. Or more, we haven't won the league for 10 years there's a big difference isn't there playing on the analogy the, the, blue, the blue side has won and the media love him the exact same well, I don't think they do love him I think they find him a bit of oh, a twat but that, you know they love it, Mourinho everyone loves Mourinho no, he's, he's, he's great for a quote his game oh, management no, and his in, mind games but equal, everyone a lot loves of people him. find him an insufferable shithead yeah I mean, they're, they're know, called football fans whereas most um, this whole I think I have to alright most of the media love Wenger they love him he, they, oh, listen, oh, listen, all the journalists love him. And they, I actually think they give him a less hard ride than perhaps he deserves. I mean, they, honestly, there's a whole myth about the media in Wenger. They, he, 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 he will answer any question they've got. And that's, that is one of the good things about him. I, mean, I, love, you know, I love him as well as a human being. It's yeah. just as our manager, but, I have problems with. But I don't think he gives much away in press conferences either. And that's why people can get frustrated. You saw Tim Sherwood interviewed the other day. Looked like his cat had just been run over, basically. You know, Wenger, I don't, I think, often doesn't show that. Well, Tim Sherwood's a moron, though. Um, fair, fair, it's a, fair. It's a, I mean, Louis, Louis van Gaal is an interesting person. <laughs> he's you very know, interesting. He's, he's brilliant. I mean, he's brilliant value, I think. I, I think he's hilarious. He's very interesting. He's, he's from a He spent 35 million on, on a player, a 19-year-old who's hardly ever played before, who's got a brilliant goal. You know, I think, I think Louis van Gaal is hugely entertaining. He just feels like he's from an era that oh, no, he's is, is going out of, I don't know, he's like an orth- dictator. There's another manager I don't know that people is, like that anymore. who should be under massive pressure. He spent 300-odd million pounds. Is he getting that? I think Van Gaal, my ride? prediction is Van Gaal will be gone before the end of the year. I think he's a twat. <sighs> I don't think so. And he's not good enough to get away with as much of, being as much I agree of a twat with you about, as he is. I agree with you about um, Liverpool. I think he'll be gone before the end of the year, probably. You think? Brendan. Yeah, his favourite, I think, so at the moment. Because he spent so much money. Yeah, I mean, and you know. And I, I, I tell you a point. I think... I think 
Uh, it's interesting how shit Chelsea have been. It's interesting how shit Liverpool have been. Man United, you know, whatever. They're, they're kind of, you know, issues. But it doesn't. none of that, for me, excuses us. Do you know what I mean? And, he, and I, it, for me, it's all about... we. The problem for me is it's the same thing year after year after year. And it, when is it ever going to be different? That's, and that's different to all those other rivals we've got. It is early to say if the season's going to be different. Oh, really? So I you're telling so me right now, bit. Josh... We're going to challenge for the league. No, I'm not. We're going to go into the semi-final of the Champions League. And you well, all that's I'm telling happen? you is what I could have told you at the beginning of the season. It will come third, and either right. the last sixteen. So you're underlining my point. Well, I never said it would be that different. I think actually I said we'll finish second. So I'll, I'll stick are to we that. At, we might we at, well finish second. Are we at the point where it's too early? Boy. Two FA Cups don't really buy you any time, and it is Champions League, Premier League, or bust. Is that the is that uh, the point? Right? That, we, time is irrelevant for us until Wenger decides to leave. No, but it seems like that, and that's why I think the mood around supporting Arsenal sometimes is so horrible because it seems we went so long without a trophy, we got that monkey off our back, and now people seem to completely cast that aside and go, "Well, if we don't challenge for, properly uh, for the league, and if we don't win the Champions mm-hmm. League, then it's." I mean, aren't no, people, no, no, no. Right. Aren't people going to be continually disappointed that. if they have question. that expectation? No, it's a good point. On I success. don't, I don't expect us to win. Either the Champions, certainly not the Champions League. I don't expect us to win the league. Yep. I expect us to challenge for the league. That, yep. uh, I have one requirement, and I'm have, yep. I'm delighted we won the cup twice. Yeah. And we'll probably do well again this year. We, we were in the mid seventies. You know, I'm old enough to remember when we were a good yeah. cup team. Then we were still shit. It was still really annoying. Mm. And now, now we're playing the highest prices in world football, as I mentioned every week. It's different. We've got to be challenging for the league with the money with, with two hundred million pounds in the bank. There are no excuses anymore. That's just my opinion, and I'm sure. No, it's fair. Ari agrees with me. Yeah. That's the issue, what? isn't it? It's the, it's the, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I you've agree. got to challenge for the league. In and we situation. should be disappointed. Why can't we be disappointed if we can't win the league once in 10 years? You know, no one's saying win the league every year. And to be fair, I agree with you. No one's even saying win it, win it this year. Just put a serious challenge in and stop making the same mistakes oh, we don't, always don't get me wrong. So. I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm disappointed. You know, we're all Arsenal supporters and mm. we, we turn up to, to win Premier League, watch our team win Premier League matches and, you know, we, we want to win them. But I just, uh, I think. The football's about expectation. If you set your expectations really high, yes, of pe- course, people are going to be disappointed yeah. when you lose a football match oh, every now and again. Let's before we uh, give our um, Chelsea predictions, which are going to be fascinating. I think. I mean, sometimes predictions are just not so fascinating. I insist on them, obviously, every podcast. But it will be interesting to see what we will think is going to happen. Let's mention Jack Wilshere, the tragic situation of his injury, which is beyond uh, again miserable, depressing. Josh, yeah, it's, it's just outrageous. I. I, I pre- Put out this, on our little document. We prepared the, the statement from the club, which you know was very formal and I think possibly optimistic, depending on whose um, reports you're reading. Because it, the club have said that they think he's out for approximately three months, but others seem to suggest that there is a danger this could get into one of those stages where it becomes a march, and then is it give him a couple of games before the end of a season, and then you hope that next summer he has opportunity. Maybe you know his mind is already on just getting fit for the Euros. It's just so sad and. I don't know, another year goes by, another year of him not playing more than you know, 15 games and you saw the question marks would always be there. I think any Arsenal fan that really cares about Jack Wilshere, and, and, I, and I, I do, okay. um, should, should wish that the guy leaves the club and goes find another club where he can kind of try and restart his career because the way uh, it's been handled... The situation he's now in after year is a, is a disgrace. Um, he's ne- he's in my view he's never going to have a proper career at Arsenal. He needs to go find a new club, a new medical team, uh, and a fresh start and try and and try and get it going again. Because to keep putting him and everyone through the same process now and keep hoping for different results 
is a is a fallacy. I really want to see uh, Jack go somewhere else where he can try again, rather than spending his entire career on the Arsenal but treatment. We table. don't know that another club. We don't know. No, no, we or... don't know. And obviously, the guy is injury. Maybe it, people can be more injury prone. Yeah, especially than when you have but serious. I, yeah, but yeah. I think it. I I disagree with anyone who kind of would hold their hands up and say this has nothing to do with how Arsenal have treated him, with how Arsenal have treated injuries, how he's been brought back from certain injuries. You you have to take some responsibility here um and that's what i was saying in the summer when i heard there was like interest from him elsewhere you know i don't think it would be a bad thing because i you know how can anyone look at his situation now and say he's gonna he's gonna come back for arsenal and be like this world beating player over a long period of time i'd like to see him i think he should move on no i I think that's unfair i mean i i I think he would be you know when fit he's like he's great, a great option yeah, but that's, that's why but he's it's also such a, a great shame. option in that slight, you know more defensive role the play the place for England you know he, again it makes it even more miserable that we now completely haven't got any other options really in yeah. that department because we didn't sign Schneider in um, but I wouldn't want I mean, you, do you really do we know enough? Are we expert enough? I don't feel like no, I am no to know one, whether no one knows the full details. Is this just right? bad luck? Is it just is it something to do with the Arsenal? I mean, who knows? Will have you got any? Do you well, speak to the doctors at the club when you're there? No, I don't. Can you collar one for I, us I, next time? Yeah, I, I'll Thanks. try. I, I know two details. He got done by Daniel Agger in an international match, seriously on one ankle, and done by Paddy McNair on the other. And if you come out of that with a hairline fracture or a tear in a ligament, it is incredibly hard to recover and get back. I don't, I'm not medically qualified enough to say anything, but I know if you, if you aggravate that injury to a certain extent, how hard is it going to be come back to recover and get a full a full set of games? I, to really, come, do you think a new medical team would improve Jack Wilshere's chances? I don't, of I, don't, I don't know the full stats. All I'm saying is my my view from the outside, looking at what we are presented with, is this guy hasn't been treated right as well as he should have been. There have been mistakes made along the way Which in are? terms of uh, either diagnosis or how many times has he come back? from injury now and a game later two games later he's, he's injured right several times but now that is a managerial and a club decision to bring the guy back too soon but I don't th- but I don't think we can blame Arsenal for not trying to uh, medical uh, well overhaul the medical department because we brought in a new fitness coach Giroud sustained an injury away at Everton last year and he came back quicker than expected so I think we've had a few uh, injuries that have kind of been healed quicker than expected but I don't I think Arsenal have identified the problem with injuries and I think we have tried to change it we brought in two oh, new, yeah. two new team doctors in the f- yeah. past four years yeah. and I just I think I think, addressed it. I think Wilshere's injury is subjective because I'm not sure there are many other players that suffer the same problem he was, was injured in the, in the, in the tra- charity shield or whatever it's called wasn't he community shield it, might, it seemed like a nothing moment but anyway who, who knows but let's more importantly yeah. Well, I mean, it's terrible what's happened to Jack, but more importantly right now we're playing Chelsea on Saturday at 12.45 who p.m. Who would be in your team board? For Saturday, we would be more or less the team that he played against Stoke. I no, mean, definitely, definitely. Um, Theo, Theo, definitely not Arteta. Shemini Winner should be on the bench, please God. Oxlade, um, no, no, maybe instead. I mean, I'm not convinced about um, the midfield. You know, I'm not, I, I'd rather see. I'd rather see Ox on the wing. You know, giving him a go from the start, I wouldn't mind, yeah. But it's, it's, I mean, it's unlikely to see Ox and Theo in the same game. That's hardly ever happened in the history of Arsenal. Happened at Newcastle as, the other week. Yeah, that was, well, that was a rare moment, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and we started really well until we got the play set off. So maybe mm. maybe give that team a go. I mean, yeah, I'd like to see some kind of variation on that. What about you? Uh, I wonder, I mean, I, I can't decide who he's going to play up front. Oh. On Giroud or Theo. I don't think it is. Giroud after that. I don't think it is clear Diabolical. Cut. I, I don't think, think it is clear cut. What do you think, Will? I. I think he might put Theo up front because of Theo's record against Chelsea. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm actually. I don't actually know how Arsene Wenger thinks. So I'm. I'm kind of 
not do you anything. Uh, no, well, you I don't. know it's going to make a substitution in the seventieth minute, so you do really. I do. I would love to see. Don't hit me or don't throw your water at me. We'll Shira, slap you. Shira up front with Theo, Theo on the wing. Right. Theo on the wing. Because okay. Theo, no, I'm not going to hit you. Slap Th- Theo's you goal record you. is impressive, but yeah. it, what his goal record well, made up is from the right. You've reminded me of a very interesting the, point, which is nervous defence. A very interesting point, which is why not fucking play them both from the start? <laughs> yes, yes fair. that is a good point. Uh, I have nothing against that. I think playing them both. I'm much rather that. Than, just quickly, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Um, I love Santi Cazorla, as many people know, but I wouldn't mind seeing Coquelin and Ramsey uh, as a pair with, yeah, uh, with Ozil in yeah. fr- with Ozil and in front, Sanchez Alexis on the, on the other, left, yeah. Yeah. Theo on the right. Yeah. We can Could take be. we can take this Chelsea team. That they are nervous. They're yeah, not no, very good at the moment. At all. That's a good shout, Ari. Do you, do you... Uh, I I think Cazorla is like the first name on my team sheet. He wasn't great though. Uh, he's been great for yeah, a but of games. he's he's absolutely class. Particularly in these games when you're under pressure That's in the middle the of the park, he, he can diffuse it. He can play the right passes. It's difficult because on one sense, instinctively, I was thinking, yeah, I would definitely play Oxley. Chamberlain but then you think who who makes way because Coquelin's got to play because all has got to play in my mind I play Ramsey that player to make space for Oxlade Chamberlain Chamberlain is Ozil right and um Again, mm, it's it's really, really it could be Ozil, 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 you want I Ramsey's Ramsey. energy. I think mm. can you show up with uh, Sanchez, Oxley, Chamberlain, Cazorla, and Ozil as a four ahead of Coughlin? Probably not at Chelsea, but it, it's a tough one. Um, Ozil's a tough one as well because he is a class player, and I know we could probably do a whole other podcast on him. Uh, yeah, but but, he got it in the neck from the BT pundits. That's not much I'm surprised about. He, he's, including Ian he's Wright. different gravy. Oh, I he starts well, every he needs he needs a bit more end product. Um, so I'd I'd probably start with uh, Walker up front and Oxley Chamberlain on the right. Yeah. Having said that, and yeah, I would I would take Ozil out of the team. Okay. Um, Bold. It's not going to happen, is it? Uh, can I just ask one quick question about yes, the BT can. Sport? What do you think of the fact that all these pundits are now the same across the channels? It kind of feels funny, like Keown, who's like a BBC yeah. voice, was doing the co-commentary yeah. last the ITV night. commentator last night, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it was. the standard channel? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even in the studio, we're so used to like... Well, it's weird to Gary Lineker. Ian Wright. Yeah. It's, like, it's funny well, how they're all I thought, like... I thought the whole Stevie G needs some media training, because he is... He so feels so... Just like he's so down, like he's at a funeral. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought when I saw it on Saturday night, I thought it was the Luke Shaw thing that was getting everyone down when I saw him. But then it was the same last night. And it's just, you compare yeah. him to the energy of like Carragher and Neville, and then the BT, it just looks terrible, sounds terrible as well. Well, it's a very, I mean, this, I could talk about this all night, but I, I have a whole thing about, basically what they do is they get these brilliant, you know, these are brilliant players. Yeah, Rio. I mean, Rio's, I don't think, I think Rio's, Rio's okay. pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, he's okay. No, he's, not, he's not, he's, he's also no a bit Neville, down, he's no Gary, yeah. he's, he's also a bit like down. He's no Carrick Sky. They know what they're doing. They they actually not. They try and work out who is actually a vibrant TV personality and can express themselves in a lucid manner, an enthusiastic manner, rather than just some brilliant player. And they'll throw them in. And it'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's what BT does. In fact, up until this, they used to have like about eight of them all stood up at the side of the pitch. All these great players who could none of them could string a sentence together. They're all kind of mm. like terrible. But I agree with you. I think it's a big flaw. But it's good to see Gary Lineker hosting it though. Because he's, yeah. he's he's great, and you know, and right is at least is vibrant and interesting. I think. I think you're smiling. Uh, I'm smiling. I think the quickly the majority of football punditry is absolutely shocking. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Awful. I mean, Gareth Neville stands as a colossus. So. Yeah, because he, he, he is. Because he because he yeah. looks at the game and analyses yeah. and makes rational conclusions. If you, ever, if you ever, never yeah. watch a game of Test match cricket and say I'm bored, you'd not because the. The, the analysis is fantastic. It's second to none. But watching football, just die. Robbie Savage and all these people. Oh please, God! Yeah. Oh my God! Oh Michael Owen. Oh anyway, boy, what's your we've got enough time for this. Saturday. We've got to do predictions. It's forty-five minutes. This is a long one. This is epic. Oh, Gosh, oh, running good, maverick. Good what's your prediction, Saturday, boy? Well, I tell you, there's no way we're going to win. 
I'll tell you that for nothing. Um, I think we could get a draw, but what, am I deluding myself? Um, I think might, somehow we might get a draw. Because this, this is a situation where, you think, for me, Wenger's just about does enough to prevent another catastrophic... Because if we lose, then I think the whole Wenger thing is going to snowball. So I think it will be one all. Yeah. You? That's exactly the same score, uh, actually. Okay, it's fine. I saw Chelsea against Crystal Palace a few weeks ago yeah. when, when Palace were brilliant against them and just attacked them with pace and they, they targeted Ivanovic that day yeah, yeah. but I kind of feel he won't play I don't think Ivanovic will play I think he'll put Aspilis, Quetta yeah. right back and Baba Ram and get a debut at left back in the Premier League so yeah. I don't know maybe I'm kidding I, w- I Arsenal at 2-1 to one in, in betting terms I, I know is not for me a price to be no, going anywhere near but yeah, let's hope 1-1 one, one. yeah well well, if, uh, what's the offer? So if Arsenal and Chelsea score, your stake gets refunded? If they both score, then you get your bet refunded. Yeah, if, up to £25. If, if you don't get it right. Isn't Take it? the state of the team's defences, maybe at the moment, I'd stick my cash on Arsenal, draw no bet, which is slightly over-evens at the moment. So if, it's, if it ends in the draw, the bet gets voided. If Arsenal win, you get <laughs> oh, okay. your money. Okay? But what do you think that's actually going to happen? What's the score going to be? Well... Come we're on. gonna we're gonna beat Chelsea on Saturday. No, we are. No, we're we're, we're gonna beat Chelsea. We're no, gonna beat we're gonna beat Chelsea. Two, how many goals? Two one. Two, you, one. You going, Will? Yep, we're going. Good stuff, Boyd. No, I'll be I'll be having the joy of watching out and watching it on my BT normal sport. television. On BT, BT Sport. Loving BT Sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has really? anyone watched? It? I, I tweet, has anyone watched an Ultra HD game yet? On, on mm-hmm. BT. Yeah, they've got Ultra HD. You're a gadget man, aren't you? Probably yeah, but it's a it's a whole it's very expensive to get it anyway. All right, I think we'll lose two 0 and. We're looking at it, all I ask is that, you know, we could lose to Chelsea and no one should panic or anything like that. You can lose away at Chelsea and it can be fine, right? But all I ask is it's not the same performance where we start quite well, probably miss a chance. Yeah. 25 minutes in, yeah. John Terry scores from a corner. Uh, it's 1-0 <laughs> yeah. then for a little bit. Yeah, from Costa. And then, yeah, Chelsea yeah. get another 2-0. I just pray <laughs> it's not going to be that way, but I'm pretty sure it will be. Will Walcott miss that chance? That early uh, chance? It'll be Giroud if he, if he starts. <laughs> yeah, if it's your selection, yeah. Yeah. I, but either or both they both miss chances all the time you love your game the difference is Theo 11 and 11 have you got your new iPhone ordered yet Boyd? Oh, well just funny you should ask that because uh, actually I was supposed to give this one back to um, Apple at some to point its owner. to review copy if you really don't have but I hope maybe I'll get a new one here okay. next week or whatever. yeah we'll see right. um, thank you very much it's been um, interesting as ever Will, Ari Psychic Josh just don't overreact we're back on Monday oh, don't overreact. we'll be overreacting on Monday yeah we'll, we'll have this, uh, Dan Roebuck it's Jewish of, it is next week Yom Kippur next it's week Kippur. we've got uh, Dan Roebuck of oh. Arsenal TV coming and also Billy excellent Subways. Billy Lunn Billy Lunn legend Billy from Subways excellent see you then bye. bye this is a playback media production to listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Labbrooks are kindly supporting this podcast by giving you up to £50 of free bets when you sign up and enter the promo code LAD50. Just click the link in the podcast description to get it now. Sports Social Podcast Network.